Are you having issues with your sleep? Either you're not getting to sleep or when you get to sleep, you're waking up during the night. Or even you may be sleeping eight hours, but you are not waking up refreshed. If so, this is the video for you because I'm going to be talking about sleep and how you can optimize it. The fact is that 45% of Australians have issues with their sleep. That's nearly 50%. That's nearly one in two. So if you're not having issues, the next person is. That is absolutely crazy. And that's why I'm going to be talking about that in today's video. So as a business professional, your sleep is key for your performance. And after this video, you'll find out exactly why. The thing is, is that I want to talk about, I want to talk about is what is sleep, the benefits of sleep, and five strategies that you can implement right now so you can get a better sleep. And the thing is, if you even implement one of them, I can guarantee, well, I know that you will sleep better, even if you implement one of them. And if you do, please let me know. It's Mondays with Mahela. That's right, me. Thank you so much for supporting this channel. I absolutely love and appreciate your support. Without you, these videos will not be going out every single Monday, so I appreciate it. Today's topic is one I absolutely love because I love sleeping. Even as a kid, I remember what my mum's told me that I just used to sleep well. And you know, as a teenager, you would sleep those 12, 13 hours because you know, you needed it. You felt like you needed it. Or some people call it lazy, but I don't think so. And then when we become into an adult life, we see sleep as a burden. We see it as eight hours of being wasted. Well, after today's video, you'll find out why it is not wasted and what you can do to ensure that your sleep is on, on point. Well, let's get into it. On average, people sleep about seven hours and 50 minutes. That's the average that's being calculated. Now, the thing is, if you calculate that on an average of 80 years, which is what we life expectancy average is in the Western world, that means you are sleeping 26.6 years. Let's say that right. You are asleep 26.6 years. So why would you not perfect it so you get the most out of it? You know, we spend all this time at the gym, working our bodies, getting all these, um, personal development strategies to develop our mind, our personality, and so forth. We put in all these resources to build up our business, but then we spent 26.6 years asleep. Why wouldn't we work on that? Why not? You know, sleep disorders such as sleep apnea have been linked to so many health issues, such as heart disease, such as diabetes, hypertension, even erectile dysfunction, cognitive impairment, and the list goes on. Insomnia, so what is insomnia? When someone says, I have insomnia, or I suffer from insomnia, or the doctor tells you that, what does that actually mean? Well, it defines as a difficulty getting to sleep or maintaining your sleep. That is what's associated with insomnia and has been linked to numerous diseases, same as sleep apnea. Look, I'm sure you have taken some sort of sleeping pill once in your life because you just couldn't get to sleep for whatever reason what's happening in your life. 
However, did you know the side effects that those pills are giving to your body? You know, I'm going to provide you with something today that's going to give you the same effect, if not better, without those side effects. And that's why I love sharing these with you. So, you know, as a business professional, you probably think about sleep as a burden. You're like, oh no, the less I sleep, the more work I can do. The less I sleep, the more productive I am. You are wrong. You are absolutely wrong. And you're going to find out why today, because sleep is vital to your personal performance, to your personal life, to your business. So, so let's start off with what is sleep? Well, you know, sleep doesn't discriminate. No matter what your religion is, no matter what sex you are, what age you are, what cultural belief you are, where you live, anything along those lines, if you're male or female, everyone sleeps. Everyone sleeps. Everyone has to sleep to function. So every single night, most of you or all of you would be sleeping. Some people not at night, but yes, you will sleep at some point during the day. Sleep is a fundamental biological requirement for human health. Did you hear that? Should I say that again? Sleep is a fundamental biological requirement for health. So that means you need it for health. So if you're not healthy, look at your sleep. So what is defined as sleep? Scientists looked at this and then defined it by four of these. Okay, so let's start off the first one. Sleep is a period of reduced activity. We're not so active. Second one, sleep is associated with a typical posture such as lying down and eyes closed in humans. Okay, beautiful. Sleep results in a decreased responsiveness to external stimulus. Okay, so if something happens outside, we're less responsive than we would be awake. Sleep is a state that is relatively easy to reverse. And this is the main um, difference between other states such as con consciousness, unconsciousness, um, and comas and things like that. Because when we're asleep, we can reverse it, we can wake up. Whereas if you're in a coma, that might be a little bit difficult. So that's what scientists see as sleep. Now, there's physiological changes that occur in our sleep, such as our body temperature, our blood pressure, our levels of oxygen, carbon dioxide, and glucose all remain constant during wakefulness. During sleep, however, these demands are reduced. So our body temperature, our blood pressure, our demand for insulin, sugar, glucose is all reduced. So that is the difference between being asleep and being awake. But, you know, if you are interested, let me know. And what I can do is I can do a whole video about what actually sleep is, the sleep stages and so forth, because that is quite interesting. But I'm going to keep it short today and get to the good stuff for you. Now, let's look at sleep and what can go wrong if you are not sleeping well. And this section I've included, so you know, as a business professional, as as a person, why you should be sleeping and why you need it. So the first topic that I thought I'd go into is work and sleep, which I found very, very interesting. And I found some amazing statistics to support it. So Sleep Health Foundation reports these statistics. Very interesting. 17% of people have missed work because they were sleeping. Now think about a time that you have missed work because you were tired, you were sleeping. Another 17% have also Fallen asleep on the job. Have you fallen asleep on the job before? 17% of people have. 29% of adults report making errors at work due to sleepiness or sleep issues. 
That is nearly 30%. That is crazy. Imagine all those errors that have been done at work due to not sleeping well or having sleep issues. So the opposite is if you're sleeping well, imagine the efficiency you can have in your business. That is crazy. Now let's look at heart health and sleep. So your heart. So a new study published in the Journal of American College of Cardiology found that an increase in cardiovascular risk linked to hours of sleep, to those who sleep less than six hours a night, the risk increase. So if you're so what this study is saying is if you're sleeping less than six hours a night, your risk for cardiovascular disease increases. You don't really want that to happen. We don't want to have cardiovascular disease. Um, so sleep better. So this is an interesting one. This is obesity and sleep. And from my past videos, you know that a lot, a lot of Australians are obese, including children. So sleep may have something to do with it. So sleep deprivation affects the body's metabolism, including our glucose metabolism. So what happened is a laboratory studies have consistently found short-term sleep loss decreases glucose tolerance and insulin sensitivity. So this is about six to seven hours. So if you sleep less than six to seven hours, you can have insulin resistance, which messes with our metabolic rate, messes with our glucose metabolism, and can essentially lead to diabetes. So researchers also found that when you're sleep deprived, people increase intake of food high in fat and sugar. And we've all had that, or had those days we're nights where we're not sleeping as much and then in the morning we wake up and we want that sugar, we want that fat to give us that energy that we're craving for that we should have got when we're sleeping. So all of these tend to increase our risk of diabetes and obesity. So population level studies have also shown that people who sleep less than eight hours on average have a higher body mass index, showing changes in their hormones such as ghrelin, which increases risk of obesity. So this is absolutely crazy. These are studies showing us that the less we sleep, the more we're at risk of obesity. So now what happens to our immune system and sleep? There is a link. So short-term sleep also reduces natural immune function, increasing the risk of infection and possibly cancer. Reduced sleep is also linked to hypertension, heart disease, which I've spoken about earlier, the possible by triggering overactive body stress responses such as our sympathetic nervous system or inflammation. So when we don't sleep well, our body, our immune system just goes, I'm not, I'm not working today. I didn't have my rest. So anything that comes at me, those viral infections, that flu come because I can't deal with it at the moment. So that's the immune system in sleep. Let's look at the world and sleep. I found this really, really interesting. The reason why is because I wanted to look at what it does to our business, what it does to our economical state, what it does to the whole world if we are not sleeping. The big picture, I love that. So problems with sleep have a substantial economical and social cost. So it's increasing the risk of motor vehicle and workplace accidents as well as decreasing workplace performance and productivity associated with work problems. So you have it. So the less you sleep, the less productive you are, the more likely you're like to have, about to have an incident, an accident, a risk, an issue at work. And that's what's about to happen if you don't sleep well. So Deloitte did a study in 2010. I know this is a little bit um, 10 years ago, but it's still relevant because it's just the numbers will be different. The millions or the billions will be different. 
So Deloitte in 2010 looked at the three biggest sleep disorders, sleep apnea, insomnia, and restless legs, what they cost the society. And they cost $818 million. And can you imagine now that was, that was 10 years ago. What about now? 10 years later, how much does it cost our society? So indirect financial and non-financial cost of these sleep disorders were estimated in a further $4.3 billion. This shows us that sleep deprivation does to us as individuals, our workers, our business, and our society, our community. It has a huge, huge impact on that. So imagine if you're sleeping well, what impact you can have. So the benefits of sleep, here we go. I'm gonna name them brain function, muscle recovery, boosted longevity, balanced hormones, protects your heart, higher productivity, reduced risk of obesity, higher performance mentally and physically, higher emotional challenges, lower inflammation, better immune system, just to name a few. So the benefits of sleep go on and on and on. And now we have it, five strategies that you can implement right now to have a better sleep. Let's go number five is routine. So what I mean by this is go to sleep the same time every night and wake up the same time every morning. You won't even need an alarm clock. You won't even need to be like, I need to go to sleep because your body will get used to it. So scientists who work in sleep health have a term for the period it takes for you to get to sleep. It's called sleep latency. That's what they call it. And it turns out that maintaining a regular sleep schedule a routine, according to several small studies, may cut down the amount of time you spend tossing and turning before drifting away, which reduces the sleep latency. Who wouldn't want that? I mean, I would. So it's been proven in further studies, like an extensive set of data collected from college students in Taiwan 10 years ago in 2009 and published in the BMC Public Health, which found that not only was irregular sleep likely to leave students with less sleep, it also increased their sleep latency from an average of 14 minutes to 24 minutes. That's a huge 10 minutes. It took them longer to fall asleep because the sleep schedule was all over the place. So get a routine in place, a time that you feel comfortable with falling asleep and waking up every single morning I know the first week will be hard, but you can do it. Number four is blue light. Yes, I have done a video on blue light, which you can click up there. I've done the video on it that goes into depth, depth about it and what damage it does to your sleep. But to wrap it up now, you know, your body uses blue light to regulate your natural sleep and wake cycle, your circadian rhythm. That's what it's there for. So recent studies show that artificial light is linked to sleep disorders. It's a pure link there. Exposure to artificial light at night suppresses your melatonin production, which is key for you to get to sleep. In addition to that, um, what you'll notice is on the video, I've gone into a lot of detail about blue light. If you want to know more about it, click on that. But there you have it. Number four is blue light. Number three is limit your time of eating and make it three to four hours of not eating before you go to sleep. So do not eat before you go to sleep, even though you want that late night snack. I know the feeling. Try to 
reward yourself for when you wake up and have that snack. So we want to limit the amount of sugar we are having before bed. So either one, our sugar level doesn't go up really high and keeps us awake, or two, we don't get that drop of sugar level about 2, 3 a.m. and then it wakes us up for us to feed again. So the key is, is not to eat two to three hours before bed. We need to leave our body to do its thing, to recharge, detox, repair. And it can't do that when you've got a full belly of food and it's digestion. Number two, not many people speak about this, is your room temperature. The room temperature of your room when you are going to sleep. It is vital, it is key. It's key to maintain a good room temperature so you are able to sleep well. The thermal environment is one of the most important factors for human sleep. But what is the right temperature? It's 18 to 22 degrees. That is the right temperature for your body as long as it's not too hot and not too cold. So our body can struggle to reach optimal body temperatures for sleep, which leads to restlessness, difficulty falling asleep, staying asleep. Body temperature has an impact on that. And if we keep our external temperature that we can control at 18 to 22 degrees, we are going to assist our body. So there is a research study that found that maintaining a comfortable thermal sleep environment is important for sleep maintenance, as well as daytime activity and health status. There you have it. That's number two, keeping your body temperature on track by controlling your external environment temperature. Number one, thanks for sticking to the end. Now you get number one. This is key for you to sleep well, and that is mouth breathing. That is breathing. The breathing or which one's better? Well, it's definitely breathing through your nose. And I have done another video that gets into, into detail about mouth breathing. And you can look at that up here or go into my playlist and look at the mouth breathing video. So that is number one. So it's estimated that one third of us are not breathing properly. We're not getting the oxygen that we require or we're getting too much oxygen. So if it is a habit for you to breathe through your mouth, you are more likely than the individuals who breathe through their nose to have sleep disorders and sleep issues. So it is key for you to breathe through your nose and train yourself to breathe through your nose while you are sleeping. And I know how difficult it is because I'm going through that training at the moment and my sleep has improved dramatically with just that one little change. And I think that has been the biggest change is closing my mouth. And in that video, you also see taping the mouth if it is viable for you and sleeping so you're breathing through your nose it's absolutely amazing but like i said that video goes into so much detail about it so the five strategies to get you sleeping better five having a routine four reducing your blue light exposure three not eating two to three hours before you sleep two is your body temperature your external temperature and one is your breathing, how you are breathing. Let me know which ones you are going to try and or which ones you have tried and has the most impact on your sleep. Until next time, do what you do best. Love, like, share. Feel free to share this video with someone that needs to sleep better. Do it. Until next time, love you.